Then seizing him, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance. And when some there had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with them. A servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, This man was with him, but he denied it. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw him and said, You are also one of them. Man, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour later, another asserted, Certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter, but then remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Well, I wonder how you feel when you're rejected by a friend. I don't mean someone I th- that you thought was a friend and it turns out wasn't. I mean, how do you feel when someone who is a friend rejects you? Perhaps they're in a situation where it's going to cost them to say that you're their friend, and so they don't. They try and keep quiet about knowing you. But when the thorny question comes, but you do know him or her, don't you? They say, well, maybe, but they're nothing to me, really. An acquaintance more than anything. Barely know them, actually. It can happen at school. You're getting picked on and your friends melt away into the background. It can happen at work. A project goes south and the team you've been working with so closely for such a long period of time start to murmur to the boss about how they did warn something like this might happen. It can happen at the school gate where your child is the slightly crazy one. And the other parents used to get along with so well... Well, the invites start to dry up. If that's ever happened to you, it is brutal, isn't it? Being rejected by an enemy isn't pleasant, but it might not be a huge surprise. But to be rejected by a friend, rejected by a close friend, perhaps even when you're trying to help them with something. Well, the passage we just had read is where things start to get very real and very difficult for Jesus. He's just been captured, arrested, he's about to be mistreated, have a sham trial, and be executed. But it all starts with the rejection of a friend. In the verses we, uh, that were just before those we had read, we can listen in there to a final dinner conversation between Jesus and his friends. And you get this slightly strained moment where Jesus says to Peter, Peter, before the day is out, you'll reject me. Peter says, no chance. In fact, I'm willing to go to prison for you. I'm willing to die for you if I have to. That's how committed I am to you. Jesus says, before the day is finished, you'll have turned your back on me. You'll tell people you don't know me, you don't follow me, you've never heard of me. In other words, you'll truly and utterly reject me, despite believing that I'm God's chosen king sent into this world to bring rescue, salvation, and restoration. And that's exactly what happens. Jesus is arrested. Peter actually gets out his sword and cuts off the ear of one of the attackers. See, Jesus, I'm ready to go to prison for you, ready to you know, die for you. 
but then the bravery fades. Jesus is taken away. Peter follows at a distance, sits down, and waits to see what will happen next. It's cold. Someone's lit a fire, so Peter warms himself alongside this group of strangers. And it happens, just like Jesus said it would. Someone stares at Peter. This man, this man was with Jesus, she says. Who is she? Someone important in the story? No, just a servant. We don't even know her name. Nor does Peter. Woman, he says, I don't know him. Time marches on. A little later, someone else takes a look at Peter and says, you're one of them, probably meaning one of his followers. Someone important this time. No, we don't know who this man is, nor does Peter. Man, he says, I'm not one of them. Time creeps forward. Another man pipes up, certain this time. Peter was with Jesus. He's even from the same place, Galilee. This time, Peter tries to draw a line under it. Man, he says, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know anything. Jesus, I don't even know who he is. The rooster crows. Jesus turns and looks straight at Peter. Jesus knew it was going to happen. He predicted it only hours earlier. But it wouldn't have made it any easier for him, would it? The truth of what he's just done strikes Peter and he breaks down and cries. It's a brutal episode because it looks like everybody loses. Jesus experiences physical capture and arrest and all the public humiliation that goes alongside that. And then he's rejected by one of his closest friends who only hours earlier committed to die for him. And Peter, well, he loves Jesus, doesn't he? We know that from reading all that comes beforehand. But whether he's embarrassed or he's afraid, he just can't face saying that he's one of Jesus' followers. He can't bring himself to call Jesus a friend. He'd rather be accepted by random bystanders than by his Lord. Jesus wasn't just betrayed by Judas. Jesus was betrayed by Peter too. And Peter knows it. He remembers that Jesus said this would happen. He no doubt remembers all his promises to the contrary. And he breaks down and cries. It's a brutal episode where it looks like everybody loses. But thankfully, not everything is as it seems. Because not everybody loses. It turns out I win, and it turns out you win. Because what this brutal episode does is it shines a light on something that I need to see and something that you need to see. That something is that we need Jesus' death. That Jesus' death is for us. Here's what I mean. Imagine if Jesus hadn't been disowned and rejected by those closest to him. Imagine there were crowds of people standing at the cross, willing him on, pledging their eternal devotion to him. If that had happened, who could we be tempted to think that Jesus' death was for? It's for the bad people, right? For the people who were crucifying him, for the people who brought him to trial, for the people who treated him badly during his three years of ministry. That's who we'd be tempted to think Jesus' death was for. Not the people who'd stuck by him through thick and thin, good times and bad. Not for the good people. Peter's rejection of Jesus puts that theory firmly in the bin where it belongs. Jesus needed to die to take the punishment Peter deserved 
for Peter's sin. Peter, one of Jesus' closest friends, Peter, who'd been side by side with Jesus throughout his ministry, start to finish. Peter, the rock on whom Jesus would build his church. And if Jesus needed to die to take the punishment Peter deserved for Peter's sin, the rock on whom Jesus would build his church, it's not a stretch to see that Jesus needs to take the punishment I deserve for my sin, the punishment that you deserve for your sin. That's why today isn't everybody loses Friday. That's why today is Good Friday. Because it shows you and me that we need Jesus to die for our sin. And then, of course, that's exactly what Jesus does. So we win. Our sins are paid for. If we welcome Jesus' death as being for us, and that offer is open to anybody Whoever we are, whatever we've done, if we welcome Jesus' death as being for us, as being on our behalf, well, then it achieves the forgiveness that we need. Our sin is no longer a barrier between us and a holy God. And so our relationship with him can be restored so we can have peace with God and be welcomed into his family today and for eternity. We're going to have a couple of minutes of reflection now. Uh, You might want to think through what we've heard. Bring before the Lord uh, what you need to bring before him. It might be there's a couple of specific questions you want to think about. There's a piece of paper under your chair and a pen. If you want to think through those questions, whether you're a Christian, whether you're just looking into the Christian faith, please do that. And I will call us together in a couple of minutes.